Hello, and welcome to the Midweek Eagles Podcast, where GT is back stateside. I'm back, baby. No caca? It's pretty early in the morning. I'm a little hoarse. You gotta be in peak physical condition to do it. All right. Amanda (laughs) did a caca in your absence. I thought since you were back, you would give us a caca. Listen, I'm really, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I I just didn't want to use all the cacas. You got to save a little juice for the season. Well, we are mid-season, almost. So now that you're back and settled, how are you feeling about the Eagles being 5-1? I think this is our year. I don't, I'm I'm, uh, in the Matt Graham enthusiasm camp. I don't think there's anyone in the NFC who's better than we are. It's a clear path to the Super Bowl, Matt. I read your DVOA stats and the deep analysis. When I get into some other stats in a bit, but it said we're the one of the weakest number two teams at this point in EBOA <laughs> <Yeah>. history. <laughs> yeah, a lot of parody. That was kind of what they were calling out this week, which is what everyone has been saying from you know, like Peter King. That was kind of the trope this week that there's there's no clear front runner, which you know is fine. But I was looking at the playoff odds report first before DVOA. If we can go into that for a second, so right now. The Eagles have a a 92% chance of making the playoffs, a 78% chance of winning the division, a 61% chance of securing a bye, and a 14% of it chance of at least getting a wild card so that just means like we're well positioned to win the division and mean wins projected of 11.5 so at the very least um that would position us to be the number one seed uh with a first round by and i'm getting completely ahead of myself but that would mean the road to the super bowl and the nfc goes through philadelphia well we've known we've been known to blow plenty of those <laughs> oh yes of course whatever espn stats are their dvoa equivalent they say the eagles they project the Eagles finishing 12 and 4, which is if you listen to the GT, no, sorry, the Matt and Amanda podcast last week, I went through the season and did the Bill Simmons week by week, and we had 12 and 4. So their really deep statistical analysis led to the same conclusion as Amanda and Matt's non scientific scientific <laughs> week by week analysis of 12 and 4. Two ways of getting to the same correct answer. The one thing that makes me nervous heading into this week is all the love given to Carson Wentz. He's now the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. He has the best passer rating on third down. All these things that make me nervous that this is the week where if the hype machine dies, it'll be this week. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I, well, I'm nervous about this week because of, of Washington's relative strengths. So not terribly nervous. So Washington after this week is 10th overall in DVOA and going into Carolina, Carolina was 12th in DVOA and they slipped to 13th. So it's kind of like a comparable defensive matchup. You're right in that feel like he has a hot hand and the balloon will deflate. That's just my natural pessimism, but a a very uh, rigorous test against this Washington defense. And of course, you know, I'm just worried that Ryan Kerrigan will have like a strip sack return for a touchdown like he seems to have every time we play the Redskins. The Redskins are number six on DVOA. Overall, but their defense is number 10. Oh, we're just talking about defense specifically. Yeah, so what like Carson's going to go up against. Yeah, oh, their okay, offense, offense is number eight. 
Yeah, you're right. Six overall. And their special teams are garbage because they don't have Dave Phipp. He was able to succeed against Carolina at 13. Theoretically, there shouldn't be any reason why he couldn't have success against the Redskins. But is it is it you're thinking that he just like has to come back down to earth because the hype machine is overblown? There's that that side of it but then there's the side where Wentz is grounded and he just shows that he's the world's new messiah of philadelphia there's one way there's one of two ways <laughs> he can go we love that he's not like wait nav where anytime he messes up he smiles he gets mad and he's always looking to improve so we love that but this is a huge week because if they win this week it'd be shocking if they lost the nfc east then yeah. then we're worrying about buys i mean it's where we still haven't played cowboys yet we still need to play the giants again after this but this seems like the second best team in the nfc and we'll get a little uh, in a little bit that more later with Jimmy Mottram from Mr. Relevant, but this seems like this is the game for the NFC East. If the Redskins win, then it's a two-team race. If the Eagles win, for all intents and purposes, sort of locked. Yeah, 100%. At this point, Washington, I know that DVOA has the Rams at number four. I find a little suspect, and Washington at number six, but I think Washington is the second-best team in the NFC, at least through week six. We have to so. apologize at least for this week, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we both have been saying have been yeah, terrible all year. Yeah, we discredited their rank. I still don't buy it. Well, if you look at the game, did you watch the game or were you still out of the country? No, I was still out of the country. If yeah, you watched right. that game, Andy <laughs> Reid pulled in Andy Reid, so I also apologize for saying Andy Reid has been good this year with clock management. <laughs> Andy Reid made a terrible decision, although I do think Dougie P would have made the same decision. They were down two scores late. It was fourth and two within the 10-yard line, and they went for it, where a field goal would have made a one-possession game, and everybody crushed them for that. I didn't have so much of an issue with it. Timeout with two or six left, I had just as much an issue as everybody else, so he made two huge blunders in the fourth quarter. One, I can defend the other one I can't. So Andy Reid being Andy Reid and Bill Simmons had a whole thing like his his hero of the week or whatever, whatever their sponsor is. I think it's Captain Morgan. He said, thank you, Andy Reid, because as unpredictable as the NFL has been, at least I can depend on Andy Reid to have terrible clock management, game management. So that was one. The other thing about that game is Kansas City's making a comeback. Ben Roethlisberger makes a terrible throw. Should have been intercepted. It hits off the guy's head right to Antonio Brown, who scores the winning touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was I read about it after the game they definitely have a formidable defense but what encourages me if i if i can return again to the super bowl matchups uh <laughs> probabilities the andy reed reunion special still number one at 11 percent um and if you read the dvoa right up this week so leaving the nfc aside for a second if you think about like who you'd potentially have to play in the afc in that super bowl this is an incredibly weak year for the afc because the patriots have a colossally terrible defense yeah, they're last in DVO on defense, aren't they? Exactly. They're basically trotting out a Chesco high school defense at this point. <laughs> Number two in offense and last in defense. That's impressive. Yeah, it's an unbalanced approach. Yeah, and on our own, so the odds report right now, a conference championship appearance, we're at 50%. Conference championship win, 29%. Super Bowl win, 15%. So, you know, if the Eagles are ever going to pull this out, it's got to be against a weak field. So I think parody is a good thing for us. Parody is a good thing for us for sure. And I've been reading even one of the local guys, uh, Penn, uh, Jimmy Kemp, whatever his name is from phillyvoice.com. Sorry, I got his name wrong. Um, Jimmy something. I apologize. I will look it up. Give it to you next week. Jimbo. 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 
Jim Bone. He and a couple of national guys are saying, you know, don't believe the 5-1. and one. Eagles aren't as good as that. Oh, I think he was going through power rankings, and he was saying that one of the power rankings, I can't remember which one, one of the major outlets was saying, yes, they're 5-1. and one. Oh, the Washington Post had us as number one, which is funny since we play the Redskins this week. But it said they're not going to be the best team at the end of the year and something like far from it. And he agreed with that. And I was thinking to myself, why do you agree with that? What team yeah, out there? Far from what team out there teams out there at the end of the year looking at this point in the season like we've been saying all year we have a franchise QB and a good defense that seems like a pretty good f- formula to make it to the Super Bowl uh, let's let's just go through who's who's left in the NFC especially with Rodgers being out for the rest of the year right now we have the the best chance to win our division at 78% go to the NFC North Minnesota right now 60 or 51% chance of winning the division not scared of minnesota we not beat scared Car- of minnesota at all we beat carolina who's number one in the nfc south carolina still scares me a little bit no no no. but uh, yeah they they're still i think you know a good team but we showed that we can meddle with them yep nfc west is a clusterfuck la rams and seattle who's not the seattle of old and the la rams don't really scare me as like a, a deep playoff threat much to our friends chagrin who my best friend one of my best friends two of my best friends are seattle fans the one would get really mad at me for saying seattle's not like they used to be but i totally agree seattle's not what they used to be could make the argument that, you know, like in some prior years, Seattle has kind of like an iffy start and then peaks right at the end of the season. But what would really concern me is if Seattle were in a position to have the number one seed and you'd have to go into that godforsaken Soundtrap Stadium, <laughs> the Sound Garden, then you'd be fucked. But they're not going to have the number one seed by all accounts. And their offensive line is terrible. And I don't think that's ever changed. Yeah, they're pro- they're projected to be nine and seven. That sounds about right. Yeah, Ten- best. Six. Ten and six, yeah. And so I, yeah, I believe in the, the I believe in the LA Rams to win the division. Yeah, I just don't believe in them. I don't believe in Goff. I think his stock's starting to erode a little bit. But they have a great run game and they have a really good defense. Yeah. Well, this is the main reason I think the Eagles have a great chance to make the Super Bowl. The NFC's weak. Not only that, here's my reasoning, and then Sorry. we're going to get to Jamie Mottram to talk about the matchup against the Redskins this week. The last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, it was in Jacksonville, which is a place that no one ever wants to go to to watch a Super Bowl. This year, it's in Minneapolis, in the dead of winter. No place that anybody wants to go to watch a Super Bowl. So thus, the Eagles... Excellent point. ...will make the Super Bowl because it's a place that no one wants to go to. If the destination sucks, there we will be. Exactly. Can I tell you, can I tell you one more... Th- I meant to say this earlier. One more thing I like about Wentz is, you, you know, like, when they score a touchdown, he, he gets, like, really excited and he'll, like, sprint to the end zone and do, like, a headbutt. Whoever scored the touchdown, you know who else does that? Tom Brady. Still <laughs> doing it at 40, giving himself concussion. If he does the bad high fives, which he's pretty good at bad high fives, then he's also like Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, no, Tom Brady abysmal high fives because he just gets so riled up. And he, he, also, get, he also gets dissed, but I the, I think that's a shtick. But, yeah, he's got all the he's got all the elements. That's, you know, Tom Brady-esque. Way too excited about touchdowns. It's great. And as promised, here's Jamie Matram from Mr. Irrelevant, the uh, inspiration for Burly Love Eagles podcast and a great friend of mine. Welcome. Hey, are you guys back to being Eagles fans now that they're good again? <laughs> we always had faith. During the Chip Kelly years, we were on board 
for that first season and then it all went to hell. Yeah. I think the last time I was on here, I, I called you guys like the new Redskins because of, I don't know, all the weird shit that happens with your franchise. But now you're on top of the world. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. We were talking earlier about how the Eagles are the worst, the number two worst DVOA team in like the history of DVOA rankings. But we're feeling, the worst number two. Yeah, that's the, the worst, worst number, number two. two. Yeah, we're the worst number two. There's so much to be said about that. But anyway, uh, but we're feeling great about it. We think that we are believing the hype. The one thing that makes us nervous is the Carson Wentz hype. If there's ever a week where a quarterback will come crashing back down to earth, it's this week against the Redskins. I don't the know, man. Redskins, number number 10 overall DVOA defense. A shade wow. better than Carolina. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty good. That's like bottom of the first tier, top of the second tier. I, I'm, I will happily take that as a Skins fan. <laughs> if ever there was a week for Wentz to feast, I think this is the week. Not only do, do I have no faith in the Redskins defense holding that number 10 rank, but their secondary is in shambles. Like Josh Norman's out. Now Jonathan Allen, the first round rookie defensive lineman is out. Those are two key guys. And there's guys playing in the secondary who I don't even know who they are. Like, I don't know their first names. I don't know if they were like when they joined the team because it wasn't by draft or trade. And uh, CJ Beathard in his first action for the 49ers <laughs> was moving the ball at will against the Skins defensive unit in its current state. So Wentz is going to eat. I watched a lot of that uh, uh, Redskins 49ers game because the Eagles had played Thursday night and I wanted to see this week's opponent. And I'm starting to believe you about Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is legit. He is legit, yeah. You're not buying it? Well, I don't know. I mean, can we define legit? Fifth fifth best QBR this year. Fifth Number five in QBR. You know, I feel like Kirk Cousins is... He's very firmly implanted in that, like, Alex Smith zone of, like, I am in the middle third of quarterbacks in the NFL. Hear me roar. That's where that's where Kirk Cousins is. <laughs> I love that. That's a great yeah. line. Oh, thanks, man. I saved that for the Brother Love podcast. <laughs> I, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> I didn't even use it on my own podcast. I, I like Cousins. Like, I want him to be the quarterback. But it's it's like he really, like Alex Smith, he needs a good team around him for, for them to be a contender. And it's not like he's just going to drag them to contention. Uh, like a true top tier quarterback, like one Carson Wentz. Yeah, he needs weapons around him. And we've yeah. we've we've been the defense by committee. You said you don't know half the names on your defense, and it's been a lot a lot of that for us this year. And somehow we've been able to at least survive the Giants game. We finally had so many injuries that they just boat race us in the fourth quarter, and then we had a yeah, miracle comeback. If you need a uh, third string free safety, I, I know a guy on the Eagles <laughs> that you can use named Chris Marigos. It's, he takes great angles. Ryan Hawk. Hawkins, a 42-year-old defensive back, <laughs> hanging on. The number one rated cornerback in DVOA, speaking of it, is shockingly uh, Patrick Robinson of the Eagles. Wow. Nice. You, yeah. don't, you don't really need cornerbacks against the Redskins, though. They don't. The Redskins don't throw to the wide receivers anymore. None of them are on pace for more than 600 yards. Like, Terrell Pryor has been, I would say, a non-factor, but that would be kind, because he's dropped plenty of passes. And Jamison Crowder, who was on his really nice pro- progression his first two years, and I was expecting him to catch, like, 90 balls this year. I mean, he's doing nothing. He's, he's, he's on, like, that one catch for eight yards train pretty much every week, it feels like. So uh, what happened to him? Because he seemed like he was going to be a, just a great slot receiver that was going to kill the Eagles and every other team for the rest of his career. I loved Crowder. I mean, before the season, I predicted that it was a, it was a long prediction. It was the long, long forecast that he was going to break Art Monk's record for career receptions with the Redskins. And Art Monk broke the NFL record for receptions while he was still a Redskin. So that was quite a proclamation. Not looking great so far. He was 
like really nicely slotted in last year as the third receiver, as the slot receiver with Deshaun spreading it out and Pierre Garçon as, as like kind of the, the other primary option. Both those guys had over a thousand yards. Crowder, just not a lot of attention was paid to him. This year, he's, I think, more of like a featured guy. His replacing Deshaun and Pierre is Terrell Pryor, who, again, not great so far, and some combination of Ryan Grant, who's like a wide receiver four slash five, not really a factor, and Josh Doxson, who was last year's first rounder, missed a lot of the season with injuries, and this year's maybe played like 20% of the snaps. So you've got this like, you know, dog's breakfast of, of receivers replacing two pretty good receivers in Jackson and Pierre, and I think it's had a negative effect on Crowder. And Deshaun Jackson, as we know as Eagles fans, he really, even when he didn't catch the ball, just his threat of the speed demon going deep opens up a lot of things for all the wide receivers, so you're definitely missing that. Yeah, I don't I don't really get it because the Redskins wide receivers and really the skill position players coming into the year were very highly regarded. I remember ESPN did like a skill position rankings and they were maybe top five, the Redskins were. And part of that was on the strength of the wide receivers. Part of it was on the strength of Jordan Reed. And none of those guys have done shit. Jordan Reed has been outperformed by Vernon Davis, who's older than us. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a strange, it's been a strange season so far. I mean, the, the majority of the Redskins' offensive success has been on screen passes to Chris Thompson, who is on pace to be the first running back to have more than 1,000 yards since Marshall Falk in 1999. Wow. And who I have dubbed the Chris Army knife. The, this week is is definitely, this is do or die for Washington's divisional chances. Right now, Washington 17% chance to win the division. Still a 52% chance to make the playoffs at somewhere between 9 and 7 and 10 and 6, according to Football Outsiders. But I I think this, this is an early do or die divisional game. If Washington loses it, I think Philly r- runs away with the division. Do you agree with that? Yeah, so I mean, Philly would be what, 5 and 1? Six and, six and one. Six and one. Yeah. Six and one. The skin. So they'd be like, uh, what's that? Like two and a half up, three and a half up. I can't do the math. Yeah. It feels that way. But like the Redskins and their fan base don't have, I don't think they have any like delusions of grandeur. Like to be three and three after six games with good losses, so to speak, to Philly and KC, it doesn't feel that dire, you know? Like that's about where you would expect the Redskins to be. That said, they beat Philly. Oh, it's on. We're all going to be freaking out. It's going to be the best <laughs> week ever. Um, so I kind of like those stakes. You know, I like that that kind of low risk, high reward type of game. I think you're right, though. I mean, the, the division gap would be really wide if Philly wins this one. You have nothing to lose this week. All the pressures on Philly, all the hypes on Philly, all the hypes on Carson Wentz. This is this has the makings of a Redskins win as an Eagles fan. What scares you most about the Eagles? That's one. And number two, do you think Carson Wentz is as awesome as we think he is? Number one, Fletcher Cox scares me about the Eagles. I think he had three sacks in week one. Is that right? Somebody fact check me on that. <laughs> we'll go to our fact I checker. Mean, Fletcher Cox terrorized. is awesome. And when he's healthy, did you watch Thursday night where his move was? He just pushed the lineman into the Cam Newton. Yeah, that was that his sounds... move. Like, I'm just going to be stronger than you. That's his well, move. That, that sounds that sounds scary. And Morgan <laughs> Moses, the right tackle for the Skins, who got a long-term deal this offseason, that was his first game after getting big money, was Fletcher Cox eating his lunch. So that was scary. And I, I just feel like that kind of disruption. I mean, the Skins have to be able to protect Cousins. They don't have an effective run game. Like, even in the games where they've run the ball a lot, they're getting like three yards a carry. Uh, yeah. It's some combination of like Chris Thompson, who's not an every down back, and Samaj Pirine, who I can't pronounce his name, and Rob Kelly, who is like an average at best running back, who is also hurt. Like the run game is not there, so they have to protect Cousins, and that scares me. 
Yeah, the pivotal play in the first matchup this year, Eagles-Redskins, was Eagles defense comes in with a zero blitz when Cousins is in the red zone. He gets gun shy and throws an interception to the Eagles. It was that play, and then, and then they still had a chance to drive to have the winning score, and it looked like it should have been called an incomplete pass, pass on the fumble recovery for a touchdown to end the game. And then somehow New York didn't overturn it, which I'm still shocked at because you know, we were texting during that moment, and I said, that's definitely an incomplete pass. I will, I will <laughs> but say, what I was saying, it was, it was a one-possession game. You guys could yeah. have easily pulled it off. But you never answered the second part of my question. Oh, Wentz. Uh, I am a believer in Wentz, but it's really based on, like, the sample size of him playing against the Redskins. And I don't know. What happened with last year? Did the Redskins win both games? Yeah, they might have. Yeah, I think you guys had won five in a row before that. <laughs> yeah, you definitely won yeah. both, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for knocking it down once I'd set it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he looked really good in week one. I was it really five in a row was i right uh, yeah i think so. okay i haven't i haven't really watched the eagles otherwise the redskins don't have like a very good pass rush and quarterbacks that can move give them trouble you know like alex smith gave them a lot of trouble who i think you know is a pretty mobile quarterback as well and so that's the thing about Wentz that i don't know i don't know how he looks in the other games i don't know how he looked in the back two-thirds of last season uh but he's probably gonna look pretty damn good against the skins he was terrible the last two-thirds of last season, but that's, <laughs> because, that's yeah. because the line was terrible. <laughs> I keep setting it up, and you keep yeah. knocking it down. I love it. And we had Jamie Mottram at receiver. <laughs> yeah, I've got – no, no. Hands that, are my strength. I've got good, <laughs> good hands. I'm on the hands team. You're a possession guy. That's <laughs> that's the name we always can't pronounce. It's either Aguilar or Aguilar. This proves how awesome Carson Wentz is this year. I have two stats for you. Wentz, number one selling jersey. That makes him awesome. <laughs> the more important stat, he has a 130.5 passer rating on third downs. That's wild. I think against the Redskins, it was infinity. The Eagles got a lot of third and longs in week one. Um, they, they had a lot of third and longs completed all year. It's the most amazing thing as an Eagles fan I've ever experienced, where usually as an Eagles fan... Draw plays for two yards. No, we never we never convert third and longs, but our defense is yeah. great at giving up third and longs. And this oh, year, yeah. knock on wood, they've been great on converting third and longs and they've actually stopped people on third and long it's the most amazing year that's why it's the eagles year and the other stat we said of why it's the eagles year jamie the last time the eagles made the super bowl it was in jacksonville a place that no one wants to go to sorry for people from jacksonville this year it's in minneapolis no one wants to go to minneapolis so the eagles are making the super bowl that's our prediction <laughs> that, that's brutal i mean it's not it's great to make the super bowl but yeah jacksonville and indianapolis what would be worse than that no i mean jacksonville and minneapolis not oh, even minneapolis <laughs> oh well india well indianapolis i think would be worse than minneapolis well i yeah. think it was it was 2005 was in detroit and it was like jerome bettis and the steelers against like the 2005 seahawks that was the worst super bowl i've ever seen can i ask you guys a question about the wince jersey thing why yes of course why wasn't why would why didn't all these Eagles fans buy his jersey last year? Did they was it like a like a prove it year? No, they still bought it last year, but this year he's just the hype has just grown exponentially. So it's because number two, I think it's Prescott and uh no, number two is Brady and number three is Prescott. So it's it's just the trendy teams that win too. So it's gotta be outside of your DMA as well to be number one selling jersey. For a second there I thought that you pronounced Dak Prescott like Prescott. Um, yeah. I did. I did. Like, did. Like, like, like Dak Brisket. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly how I pronounced it. Which would be way better. Maybe we have like a monopoly on red, red-headed people with the Wentz jersey. You know, that's our out-of-market demand that we're tapping into. And North Dakota. And North Dakota. We got it on lock. A population of three. Is Wentz, is Wentz a ginger? I thought he was like kind of just like a strange, like a, maybe a slight strawberry blonde. He's a daywalker. He's solidly red 
hair, but he's not freckly. He's <laughs> a daywalker? I've never heard yeah, that Yeah, it's before. from South Park. Oh, well, that's why. Big, yeah. big mm-hmm. time, big year for, uh, big season for, for the Gingers among us with Justin Turner out in, out in L.A. as well. Dude, that guy's a stud. Yeah. Amanda says he's a cute ginger, but I said she's allowed to say that because she has a baby ginger. <laughs> she is a nine-month-old baby ginger. What's the line? Do we know the line? I don't know the line. I would guess that it would be the Eagles by four. Yeah, I would say at least four. That sounds, that feels right. It I would say is four and a half. Yeah. I don't, that, that's a sucker line. I think it's going to be closer than that. This feels like a 27-23, 27-20 type of game to me. Definitely saying the Eagles are going to win this game. Yeah, I I have 27-24. There you go. I think think it's going to be one of those things where every Eagles fan is – this is probably the most – nervous we've been about any game this season and we're five and one yeah yeah has has the schedule been soft i would Uh, say before last week people would have said the schedule's soft but then san diego after losing the eagles has won two in a row we beat you guys week one you're the number six dvoa team panthers that's on the road that's a solid win so there's definitely solid wins in there and crushed arizona who then came back and won so they're the one team that's been the most consistent because there's been teams like detroit gt try to say that matthew staff was better than Carson Wentz. I'll never let him go that down. <laughs> Who started off strong early, but then came back to earth. So they've been the I, most consistent team besides the Chiefs. I would have said the Stafford was better than Wentz before the season began, but now I mean the Wentz wagon is so is so far down the road. The, we're 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 in full Wentzylvania mode, and oh, yeah. we're in full Wentzylvania hype. So this is the week <laughs> that he throws oh. five picks, and you guys win by fourteen. Well, one thing I'll say, even though I am picking the Eagles. The outcome with San Francisco last week, the Redskins' outcome, was like the best possible outcome as it pertains to this week's game. Because they got the win. That's great. But they were 12.5-point home favorites against the winless team. And they did everything in their power to give that game away. And really, San Francisco should have won it at the end. So it's like it's a very unsettled team. I think a very motivated team to show up, play really well. They're not going to have this false pretense that like, oh yeah, we're we're bad, we're like we're like badass. No, the Redskins are like coming in three and two, but probably feeling two and three, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and you got to have those wins again. Us against the Giants. Cousins always plays well against the Eagles. He seems to. So this is this is a big game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins won either. So with yeah. that, thanks for coming on. What do we need to promote? We need to promote at Jamie Montrum, right? My wife is now a uh, a Mon Eight representative. Are you familiar with this product? The hair product? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, it's for men and women. Uh, okay. Well, we don't have help. hair. It'll help with it. Well, it'll help with regeneration. Look, look into it. Yeah, Mon Eight, like Monet, but with an A. Yeah, check it out. So check that out. Shout out to my wife. Love you, honey. She's listening. And uh, I don't know. At Breaking Fol- Tea, right? Yeah, at Breaking at, Tea. I, yeah, work at Breaking Tea. Make T-shirts. We haven't made an eagle. Is there? I need a good eagle shirt. It has now, to do now, with keep wins. in mind. It has to do keep with Keep in wins. mind, we have to be creative. We can't like say. This is the Carson Wentz shirt, so you have to be creative. Can it be a a family tree with Andy Reid at the top? Yeah, no no (laughs) Eagles fan would buy that (laughs) t-shirt. What what about just a brotherly love podcast shirt? Can we get can we get a few dozen people to buy those? I think we get a few dozen to buy them. Yeah, our family our family's in for at least two each. So that yeah. we're, we're in a good start there. All right. Well, talk to my people, aka me. 
and we can make that happen. I have been sporting the awesome Breaking Tea t-shirt, which you guys took a picture of me with my big head, which is the uh, Steph Curry, LeBron James for, was it 2020 with no bumps? Yeah, Curry James 2020. You're, you're actually an official t-shirt model on the internet because I think that got posted to our social media account. So you can put that on your resume. It's a great shirt and someone stopped me to order those. So hopefully I got you extra t-shirt love there. Nice, no, no bumps. But looking forward to this game. Thanks for coming on. And like we said, Jamie Mott, the inspiration for Eagles Brotherly Love Eagles podcast, even though he hated the name from the, from the get go. No, I like I like where you you arrived. What was the first iteration? I have no idea. Something it was, terrible. It was, like, it was like Eagles instant takes with Brotherly Love podcast. <laughs> yeah, that might Something have been like it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mouthful. <laughs> Whatever it was, there was a, it was like seven letters because the acronym was Pitbull. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Phillies instant take Brotherly by Mr. Yeah. Worldwide. But yeah, but look at you now. Look at us now, <laughs> just rolling, rolling deep, rolling deep. Well, appreciate right. it, and uh, good luck to your Redskins. I hope you guys lose.